This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account. We're member-owned and offer all the services you're looking for, like mobile banking and free ATM withdrawals. Visit our website at pfcu.com. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Presented by the Law Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is a special edition of The Labor Show with J. Doc, Krause, and John Doherty. All right, ladies and gentlemen, around the Delaware Valley on a beautiful Saturday night on the eve of the Eagles kickoff. Uh, welcome to The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause, the John Doherty Hour. Uh, in the big chair uh, for Joe Krause, this is J. Doc. Uh, I'm ecstatic to uh, have a fantastic show. Uh, we have John McNichol, President and CEO of uh, the PA Convention Center. Mike Bowman, President of Valley Forge Tourism and Convention Center and, 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 and Convention Board. And uh, Scott Money Myers, talking sports out of Local 98 uh, in, in the last segment. Uh, lots going on, John. Uh, but uh, uh, before we start any of it, uh, this is also the the eve of 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 nine eleven. Uh, you know the the anniversary, and um, I know uh, you, you wanted to say some things, and, and and of course pay homage to to those who gave all. Yeah, can you hear me, Joe? Yep, can hear you, John. Uh, yeah, well, nine eleven, you know, was always going to be sacred around here. Uh, you know, the first responders, you know, as we talk about, and some of our biggest supporters and sponsors and, and people that we've known forever, you know, they, you know, not only in New York, but from here. I know at Local 98 when that happened, we sent, I was actually on the West Coast, okay, and uh, we, I was in San Francisco on IBEW business, and there was, and then there's some really documented fear that, that if they went to the West Coast, they were going to hit head for the Bank of America, which was, you know, right out the window from where we were staying with a group of people. So it was really awkward and eerie for me. And I also, as you heard before, many times I was in the same hotel and out to the wee hours in the morning with my good friends from Local 3, which is New York City. And at the time, I 11 o'clock the next morning, they had lost over 30 immediate family members in that building. So it was, you know, I'll never forget it. It's, it's you know, I mean, it'll be, you know, embedded in my brain talking to my good friends, guys by the name of Dennis McSpedden and Ray Melville and people like that from New York City who lost immediate family. And I mean, it was just terrible. Uh, here in Philly, you know, I was never prouder. We raised a lot of money, We raised, but we did right back in heart of Manhattan, Manhattan in that area, there was no, okay, no communication. But basically everything was down. And we sent a tremendous amount of people out that helped, you know, get it back up online as well as bringing a ton of material in that uh, they needed, you know, to get up generators and, you know, water and things like that that we had here. We also ran a gigantic blood bank. So, you know, the blood bank was probably the largest ever done, and we did it at Local 98. And, you know, people like Bobby Heenan and Chris Owens and, you know, you know people like that and Coppinger, they were instrumental in getting that done. So it was just, you know, it was a sensitive time there. And, uh, 
you know, this week is, you know, also, as you very well know, I mean, you know, with Barry Pacalespi and, um, you know, the last time we talked about that, I was kind of disheveled. You know, I still hadn't processed it, processed it. You know, somebody that I not only leaned on, you know, I've said a hundred times that, you know, I not only took his advice, but I followed the way he walked. Uh, he was just really good, good to my family, good to me. You know, I joked about him picking up, you know, the dog Gamma, which was uh, absolutely probably the most significant non-medical thing in Sealy's life, you know, in her recoveries. And uh, he was responsible for picking up a two and a half pound puppy that turned into a six and a half pound pit bull. You know, it was a Yorkie that uh, named Gamma after the Gamma knife and uh, little significant things. Like there's a million pictures of him and Sealy and, and him and, you know, uh, with Local 98. He was, Local 98 would not have had the successes that we had without the Pack Gillespie era. Okay. He was great with a lot of, he opened a lot of doors. We were lucky enough to help him. You know, and I, you know, I used to joke that, you know, he was my bark and I was his bite, but there's a ton of people that have good stories. Like, you know, you could, you could have any one of 20 labor leaders on this phone. You know, you had Pat Leading last week talking about it, but you could easily have, you know, Wayne Miller could stay on and do a show all of his own of what he did with him. You take a look at Mike, you had Mikey Farrow, but you could also go and talk to three other people right in that, that world, you know, uh, him and Pat Finley, who was an international president who preceded Michael Farrah in his role. Uh, he was extremely close and he's somebody that, you know, when, when, when he passed, Pat was unbelievably upset with that. And, and Pat was just, he was, he was born to be a leader and he was that, and he was the head of the building trades. And, you know, I grew up wanting to be a member of the building trades and, you know, and I mean, other than personal things with my family and, you know, and what we were able to do with local 98 and, you know, being, being sworn in. And it's funny, Nico Rodriguez, you know, who was with me all the time. I didn't realize he had a tape of Pat swearing me in. It's humorous. It's classic Pat. You know, it's classy. It's vulgar. It's, uh, it's intense. It's him handing over the reins. It's him talking about the future of the union movement. And it's me doing exactly what I did, following his lead, you know, joking around, adding my spin to what he set up for me. And, uh, but the attendance there was amazing. It was like a who's who in corporate Philadelphia. You know, not only did he, he doubled on a couple of boards, everybody in the hospitality industry loved him. You know, he, he had a significant impact at Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Uh, I mean, that whole hierarchy was there from the DeBona family to Joe Frick to Danny Hilferty. And then that whole Irish community was there. And, and even in the construction industry, I mean, people who, you know, I, I had an opportunity to stay in line with Brian O'Neill and we were joking, you know, on any given day on, you know, Pat could be your best ally or your worst enemy, depending on who got the contract. And, uh, and we were joking about the Pat Gillespie that we all knew and it, and it was a different Pat, you know, it was a, uh, you know, a penny loafer sweater type of guy with a golf club, always not too far from him, but he absolutely would do anything on earth within the rules to keep his guys and girls in the Philadelphia building trades working. Absolutely. So. And, and, and what a tribute uh, to his life and his career and the lives that he's impacted. Uh, certainly. And, and in, in fact, we're going to re we're re-airing after this broadcast uh, last week's hour one with Pat Eiding, and that was a tribute to Pat Gillespie in honor of Pat Gillespie. So, John, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to go to break right now because, you know, we got a really busy show. And, um, you know, I'm so glad we got the opportunity, obviously, uh, to, to 
pay homage to those uh, 9-11 victims and their families and, and of course, the first responders and the, and the building trades, men and women who went there during uh, 9-11 in, in, in the recovery effort, but also Pat Gillespie, uh, who was a, le- a legend and somebody who impacted so many lives and, 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 and walking in the footsteps of giants uh, and, and Pat Gillespie is one of them. We're going to have more from the John Doherty Hour after the break. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Labor Show with Jay Dot and Krause, the John Doherty Hour. Uh, in the driver's seat for Krause, this is Jay Dock. I want to want to dedicate this broadcast to Peter Rotali, son, uh, nephew of Peter McDonough, former business agent uh, of Ironworkers Local 401, who lost his life in 9-11. Um, this is always an emotional time of year for us, and we, we will never forget Peter or anyone lost in that in that tragic on that tragic day. Um, to segue, I'm ecstatic to bring into the program John McNichol, president and CEO of the PA Convention Center, who's no stranger to the broadcast. John, welcome, sir. Hey, buddy. Happy to be back. Thanks very much for having me. Absolutely. Great to have you. And and, and, and certainly, uh, you know, with the summer coming to a close, uh, it, 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 as we start off before we bring John in, uh, uh, talk about the schedule at the at the convention center and and and, uh, and and whether it's it's picking up and and some of the big shows coming down the pike. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, but it, it, the the summer's really not over for us. We we rolled right through the summer with some great business here at the center, which was really really well handled by our crews here. Um, we had American uh, the Veterinary Medical Association. That was a nice size show, about seventy five hundred. We had Home Delivery World just left us. Uh, they were here at the end of August through the beginning of this month. Uh, right now, we just built, we just did the fi- finishing touches. As a matter of fact, I just talked to Maz and Bumpsy and Cuz from IBW. They were just finishing up the show along with the stagehands. Did a great job building the uh, otolaryngology show. That's a head and neck surgery uh, medical conference. That's a nice size show for us, about 4,000. And then we're going to roll right through September. We're going to be hot all through the fall. Uh, we have uh, the Society of Cable and Telecom Engineers. That's a nice show. It's about 10,000 people. And then we have Natural Products East Expo, which is a monster. It's going to be about 20,000 people. All the hotels will be full, all the restaurants, all the bars. The city's going to be hopping. That's the end of September and October. So we don't get a breath. And then the guys are right back at it into October, November with great shows. So, listen, everybody touch a little wood because the business is strong. Absolutely. Fantastic. John Doherty, you want to jump in here, pal? Yeah, it's funny. uh, You know, I have an unbelievable amount of respect for John. He knows it. He's been able to balance everything. He was able, you know, for years, okay, to fight through the bureaucracy and the politics and, and, and in some cases, stupidity. And he's done a great job. And, and before COVID, we were booked every day, every night. And every magazine in town said, you got to go to Philly. 
Now, there's no yeah. place on earth that doesn't have water and sand, you know, and sun, you know, 12 months a year, okay, that uh, weren't on that list for years. And here comes Philadelphia and our great history and our great work product and our, and our you know, our unions who were fabulous. And, you know, with John's leadership, we, we turned it into something that was unbelievable. The restaurants were growing. The, you know, people that the, the neighborhoods were becoming very hot. I mean, Kensington's and fish towns and places like that were on the map or an avenue beside the normal, you know, Italian markets and Pashyunk avenues and, and you name it, the normal, you know, right now squares and Washington squares. And, you know, it's just crazy. John, John and- I got to tell you, I got to tell you, John, it's crazy the industry we have these days. And I'm looking at it. And today there was a, um, uh, Alice in Wonderland search or something. There had to be a thousand people in town dressed like Alice in Wonderland. So I just yeah. happened to stop the one. I'm out with Philly. And I said, what do you think? I said, oh, we love Philly. It's great. It's so many places. Yeah. And there, and then there's something else coming. I mean, you and the hospitality community have become so unique. You've capitalized. You finally. You know, people used to go to Williamsburg to see fake products that we have the real versions here. We have the Liberty Bell here. We have the Constitution Center. We have all that here. People used to go to Williamsburg to see, you know, the models of that. And you were able to finally bring people here. And you're doing it under some tough terms. I mean, the crime issue is in almost every major big city. But, you know, it seems like we're getting banged pretty hard here. And I know you have to work with government, you know, for a lot of reasons. But you also got to keep that place safe and clean. And you do a great job of that. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell the people that are listening to this is that Philly inside the hospitality industry is clean and safe and cost effective. And people like coming here. You know, sometimes the, the people in Philly are our worst critics and the people outside of Philly love what we do here and the trade movement and, you know, the Sam Stadens and the Ryan Boyers. And, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of the, the Mike Knobs, who's now handling the, you know, the riggers and, yeah. and, 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 uh, yeah. and guys, Michael's very, very, you know, astute to, you know, customer satisfaction you know, and the Teamsters and, you know, your crew down there. You th- you've done a great job. They're all doing a great job. Our leadership in the building from the, the trade side has been phenomenal. Uh, and you don't know this, Doc, you don't know this because I just got the numbers. But our customer satisfaction scores are through the roof on every in every category. But the, 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 one, the one test in our surveys that we've been doing lately, because we thought it would be interesting, you know, people used to say, oh, Philly's a tough labor town. It's tough to do business in the convention center. That's old news. We don't even talk about it anymore. Matter of fact, we ask our customers two questions. One, when they come in, what's your uh, impression? What do you think about Philadelphia and the labor uh, workforce in Philadelphia? And they usually rate it somewhere around a 3.5 out of 5. When they leave, we're up, we're up over 4.5. So we're getting, and, and after the show, our overall customer satisfaction rating is in a very good category, which is like 89%. Now, you know, people getting these big invoices and these big bills after their big shows are, you know, they're not inclined to give you an 89% favorable rating. You know, they're going to find something to not be happy about. But at the end of the day, when you're getting those kinds of scores out of this industry, and it's a tough industry right now, it, 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 we're doing something right. And that's a real credit to the leadership of the show uh, labor unions that we have here in the building. They're all doing great. Uh, John McNichol, let me jump in here. John Doherty said something interesting about, um, and I never really thought of this, uh, uh, about just, you know, uh, there's so many places uh, in this world with sand and summer, like John said, 12 months a year. 
uh, where, that, that you're likely competing with, along with the phenomenal job you guys do uh, with labor at the convention center. The space is incredible and the historic value of Philadelphia. What are the, what are the uh, other big selling points um, uh, that, that we have uh, for people to come in to the city and enjoy uh, you know, the convention center uh, here in, in, instead of going to some place where it's sand in summer? Well, with the pandemic, one, one of the lessons we learned about ourselves during the pandemic, it's something we always knew, Doc always knew it, uh, Sam Staten knew it, uh, Mike Barnes knew it, is that we have the best skilled and safest workforce of any building in the country. But not only that, when you go to some of the right-to-work states, their uh, labor force and the people that they bring in to build the shows aren't nearly as qualified. And they became very, very scarce during the pandemic, where our guys were, and gals were toughing it out through the pandemic, working where they could. And I, of course, tried to keep them busy here as much as I could and tried to keep our, our core workforce here. But that made a difference. And so the decorators, the, the professionals that actually travel with these shows and build them in town to town were giving us very high marks saying, listen, Philly can handle it. And that's sort of been our mantra is that we can handle it. We've shown we can do big things. You look at, uh, at anything from the NFL draft, the world meeting of families and the papal visit, you look at any of the big things, Philly has the guts to take stuff like that on and do it well because we all get together. We may have our disagreements as we're getting there, but on game day, we're all on the same page. And we've yeah. shown that time and time again. That's a, that's a major distinction of our strength. And, and I imagine word of mouth is a big deal. Um, with I mean, not you know, obviously our track record and the fact that right now we're as busy as ever. Um, but word it's of mouth from, time. yeah, I mean, it's individuals, the experience that the that the actual individuals who are who are hosting the events and the and and the people who have gone, um, you know, it, it, word gets out. There's, it's a very, it, it's there's a lot of money in this industry, but it's a very small group of people. Um, it's very incestuous, so they do talk, and, and they're always calling. That you know, the shows that are coming here next year are already talking to the shows that just left here, and and that's the way it goes. So we got to be on our game. We're just like the Eagles. We're getting ready. We've had a long sort of off season, you know, getting ready, ramping up. The shows are coming. They're a little bit smaller than we'd like them to be, but they're creeping back up to their normal size. Normal size being from like 2019. So we'll put about 600,000 people through the building last year. This year we'll do about 800,000. By the middle of next year, we'll be up to over a million people through the building. So it's growing back. Um, but that, that wouldn't happen if it wasn't for the confidence and the good work that's being done. Johnny Doc? Yeah, it's just that when it's good to know that you have a ton of big shows come in the city. And it's great. And when he talked about word of mouth, Johnny. You know, oh, by the way, and uh, he talks about comparing us to the Eagles. Well, look, I think Howie Roseman had a great offseason, but he didn't have a better offseason than John McNichol. <laughs> okay. John McNichol got the building ready to be prepared. The building's super clean, super safe, and super COVID-free. Okay? He just did a fabulous job there. Also, making sure these shows, I know for a fact, it's just like anything else. You have to make sure they're coming. Our National Electrical Contractor Convention's coming here. Okay, now we worked hard to get that. And remember, this is a seven-year industry. We always say that. So I was always, you know, working to get these things. And when you have a great crew and you have, you know, and, and I have to tell you, Joe, in the union industry, the good part about this place, not only does it give us a tremendous amount of men and women hours to work, 
okay? But the people that work there, the regulars, and I say to regulars, everybody has a core team because there's a set of rules and regs, and, you know, you just don't snap this together. Each show's different. A lot of times, basically, like on a construction job, you have prints that come out a month before, a year before, two years before. In this industry, they can give you the prints a day before the show. Wow, and then you have to right. distribute a tremendous amount of high voltage throughout, you know, depending on the show's always changing. Now, the guys that, you know, the core that you have there, all the trades from Barnsey to the electricians, and like in that case, you hear the names Maz and Bumpsy and, and uh, Mikey Micholi and uh, Billy Edwards and all them guys, they've been there a while. But it also, okay, the more these shows you get and the bigger these shows, there's a tremendous amount of just, I don't want to say simple electrical work, but electrical work that you're able to put a lot of people to work in an atmosphere that is just, it's warm in the winter and cool in the summer. And people love to work there. And again, it's been a great, a great economic engine for the building trades. John, John McNichol, first of all, we appreciate you joining us. I love the analogy game day. Uh, It's extremely timely on the eve of the kickoff uh, of of the 2022 season. Uh, And and, uh, we really appreciate uh, not only your time, but the job you're doing uh, at the convention center and, and, uh, you know, keep it up. And, and, and obviously the, the, uh, the Philadelphia building trades is proud to be a part of it. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, John. Hey, let me just get one last quick word in because I want to send my condolences to the whole labor community on the passing of our dear friend, Pat Gillespie. Um, I'll miss him very much. I counted him as a friend. Um, uh, he was one of my secret weapons in terms of just great counsel behind the scenes. You know, I, I cared very much for him, and and I'm praying for his family and for, for everyone who was so close to him. It was a tough, tough beat for all of us. Well said, John. Hey, I can tell you that. Hey, jo- hey Joe, go, just go so ahead. you know, I can tell John. Sure. Okay, Pat loved John, loved working with John, and I have to tell you, everybody knows John's father was, like, legendary. I mean, not, not like famous, legendary, okay? You used to have to, and I was honored, okay, to be a friend of both. And basically a kid in both their worlds, okay, and grew up with both of them. I used to love when John's father would call Pat and they would get together and talk over the pricing of jobs. I wish we would have filmed it. You put that in Warden any day of the week. I'm telling you that <laughs> these guys were that good together. And I, you know, I miss your father. I, you know, your your mom. I loved. And again, the Gillespies and the McNichols. That you know, I mean, they're. Not too much difference between them. They were just great people, great, great families, great church-going people, just good people. And, and, and like we said at the, at the onset of the program, in the footsteps of giants. We'll have more from the John Doherty Hour after the break. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. All right, people, welcome back to the Labor Show with Jay Dot and Krause, the John Doherty Hour on a beautiful Saturday night in the Delaware Valley on the eve of the uh, 9-11 Memorial and, of course, uh, the Eagles kickoff. Uh, it's great to have everyone here. Uh, this, and we want to thank Frank Keel for putting the broadcast together, of course. Um, this is Regional Hospitality Industry Week, and, and it was great to have John McNichol 
on the program. And, and, and uh, of course, I'm ecstatic to bring you their program. Uh, Mike Bowman, president, Valley Forge Tourism and Convention Board. Mike, how are you, sir? Good. How are you doing? Doing fantastic, man. And, and uh, so the, the, the question is, how, how, was, uh, how was the summer and, and, um, and what's going on uh, with, with, uh, with the Valley Forge Tourism Convention Board these days? Yeah, so it's uh, it's good to hear from you guys, and and uh, it's, it's great that the Eagles are going to be opening up tomorrow. So and the Phils are winning. Uh, it's uh, it, it's it's a good time for Montgomery County in, in many ways. Uh, we we had a really good summer. Um, our weekend business uh, has been through the roof. Um, our hotels are doing real well. Our attractions, our restaurants. Uh, you know, we're still struggling with. Uh, corporate business because until people get back to the offices on a regular basis, that's a struggle for corporate meetings and things. Um, but there's a lot happening. I mean, we, we, uh, we're really feeling good about the future for Montgomery County right now. Uh, last time I was on the show, I talked quite a bit about sports, youth sports, and hopefully, uh, we're going to get something built with you guys, our partners and, uh, our friends um, in labor uh, in Montgomery County in the future, we're, we're hoping to get a 100,000 square foot indoor sports facility built someday, somewhere in Montgomery County, uh, because we're turning away a lot of business right now. Uh, with youth sports, uh, that, that world really took off through COVID. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're very encouraged to finish the year close to the 19 numbers uh, for hotels, <clears throat> hotel revenue, uh, hospitality and uh, with our jobs numbers. So things are good. Johnny Doc? Yeah, this is a great show for me. Everybody knows how I feel about John McNichol. And, uh, you know, I feel the same about Mike Bowman. Great guy. You know, Mike has family. Uh, I, I was the business manager. You heard Michael's family, Jim Mackin. Uh, he was a business manager for multiple years at Local 98. And that's, that's Mike's uh, immediate family. I mean, they're just good people. Uh, the job that he has done up there is unbelievable. If you see what's happening in the near future, I mean, he's got he has great relationship with the PGA. He's doing some arts and jazz. I mean, you know, Montgomery County's always been like our, you know, either our, our twin brother or, or you know, or, or big brother or whatever in Philadelphia. And he's always been great. In fact, when there was an opening in, at the leadership of the hospitality industry in Philadelphia, I was running around trying to, to, to let mentioned to people that it might be nice to try to bring Mike down here, you know, and uh, he knows that, and it would have been great for us and great for the city, Thanks, but he's, it's also, you know, for the region, he does a wonderful job up there, and, uh, you know, if you believe in polls, he's going to have a hand because he might have a governor from Montgomery County, and, oh, yeah. you know, yep. yeah, we don't want to get into too much politics, but but that wouldn't hurt either, and, uh, nope. you know, Josh is, you know, pretty good friends and been very supportive of Mike's initiatives, and you know what I always what I always liked about that the, the Mike uh, the Montgomery County political machine is that they didn't get involved too much in the big economic engines like the hospitality industry. You know, Michael and the people in his his business basically have transcended multiple you know political environments, and they've done a great job. And you know, and he mentioned earlier about the uh, the sports talk that we had. What you're talking about is youth sports and building a center up there that would have. Tons of basketball courts, tons of lacrosse fields, soccer fields, you know, baseball fields, things like that. It's a gigantic business. And I'm really happy because we have great, and you know, I, I was significant and 
worked with a guy by the name of Bobby Creswell and eventually Zach, who, who you hear on, you know, on some of our commercials. But there's somebody up in, you know, 98 North. His name's TJ LaPera. He's now the president of the, the uh, Norristown City Council. He's a young guy, 30 years old. But when I tell you, has great vision, he has great vision. And I know he's working closely with Michael, and I know that yeah, he wanted yeah. to take and build a mecca for youth athletics. And it's also a big economic engine, especially during this bouncing back from COVID. That's a fair statement, huh, Mike? Yeah, very much so. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Well said, John. Well said. Mike, what is, what is your busiest time of year? Uh, you know, generally, uh, our busiest time of the year would be uh, – it's a great question. You know, I, I, I say a lot right now when, when I'm in meetings and with partners and, and uh, business leaders in the region, <clears throat> was that before COVID or after COVID? And when I say that, they freeze, right? They'll look at you and go, you know, you're right. A lot of our business has shifted uh, to different times. It, it, it used to be coming out of the gate spring into summer with a lot of corporate business, a lot of meetings, trade shows, uh, events. That that's kind of changed uh, quite a bit. It, it's now we had the best summer we've ever had. We had the best July, or actually June into July, um, for our industry in, uh, in the region um, because of youth sports. I'm telling you. And, and when I talk about it, John started a ton of times. It's it's such a driver. It's it's incredible. And I'm dealing with it now. My daughter is a high school basketball player, and even right now, high school basketball teams are playing fall league we, we were up in neptune new jersey all day today playing games um where you know it just keeps going and going and going and, and, you can't have, you know you can't have your coaches but you got these other people there right you got this and it's money it's all money it's lots of money it's lots of jobs yeah and it's, it's it's not just um because the families coming in you know are eating it, wh- wherever they go they want things to do since they're here, they'll say to all the girls on the team, hey, we, we got like four or five hours in between games. Let's go do something. Let's go to the Valley Forest National Park. Let's go to the King of Prussia Mall. Let's do this. Let's do that while we're here. And they spend money. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a huge driver, but it's, it's cheer. It's dance. It's pickleball. It's, it's everything. Um, so so it, it was the summer. The weekends with weddings and social business have been through the roof. I, you know, the, the, the economy's having its challenges, but I'll tell you what, people are still spending money. They're spending money on the weekends, especially. And we're seeing it in, in our region. Uh, you know, we're optimistic for the rail line project. We're optimistic for 2026. When 2026 comes around, man, this region is going to be doing a ton. Between all-star games in the city, uh, big festi- festivals and festivities taking place in Philly, downtown, the Valley Forge National Park is going to be doing a ton of really big events. This, awesome. this, this is big for the region. Uh, the, the World Cup coming in now. The, the Philly CBB did just an incredible uh, job with John McNichol and those guys of getting the uh, World Cup to come in. That, that's major. That is major economic driver. And John was, he knows this. He's humble. He, you know, he was extremely instrumental and helped us. I, I, you know, I, don't, I don't dwell in the past, but with the DNC, with the Pope, with the and what, what the trades did and what everyone did to help the uh, the, the NFL drafts, I mean people took that stuff for granted. We did great with that too. And that's the people when Philly does these major events, we do well too. It just resonates. It clicks. 
Yeah, and, so and I was going to ask that question. When, 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 obviously, is there synergy between the, uh, uh, the, the Pennsylvania Convention Center and, and uh, your organization? Oh, very much so. Very much so. That's uh, I'm on their board. You know, I'm, I'm very involved. I'm, I'm in meetings with John, calls uh, with the Philadelphia Convention uh, Visitors Bureau with Visit Philly. Uh, I was um, did a lot with Julie Coker. You know, it's, she's missed. Julie was in Philly, and she's down in San Diego running their their whole uh, huge Philly sports fan too, which I loved about her. Um, she's a, uh, but we do a lot uh, with the city, and there's there's a lot of this. You know, we we've all been through a lot in the past few years. Yep. Uh, with COVID and stuff, and uh, a lot of good news coming. You know, I think things are looking up. I'm extremely encouraged. I, I uh, have a great relationship uh, from business standpoint with Josh Shapiro. I, I love Josh. Josh gets tourism, not, not being real political, but he gets it. He understands it, and he understands the uh, the jobs associated and and the economic drivers with tourism. Absolutely, John Doherty. We got thirty seconds before we go to break. Yeah, I'm going to give. I'm, listen, I'll give Michael. And Michael knows this. When Josh just became the commissioner, he had he had promised, or not. Let me rephrase that. There was a lot of interest from the laborers to having a, a a much bigger role. They didn't have the same role back then that they do now with Ryan Boyer and and Sam, and and they had a guy by the name of Danny Woodall who was very interested in representing minority, uh, minorities from Montgomery County at the hospitality industry. Then he also had the carpenters who were very interested. And it, so Josh was sitting, he was sitting in a local 98's union hall, and he said to me, what do you think? I said, listen, you know the hospitality industry better than anybody up there. Thank you yourself. And Josh sat on the board and did a great job up there, too. So awesome. I agree with Mike. He knows that industry inside now. All right. Well, listen, yeah. uh, Mike, we really appreciate you being on the broadcast. Absolutely. Keep uh, keep uh, doing the great job that you're doing up there. And uh, enjoy the Eagles game tomorrow. It's a big day in the city of Philadelphia and our surrounding uh, suburbs. We'll have more from the John Doherty Hour after the break. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Labor Show with Jay Dot and Krause and the John Doherty Hour on the eve of the Eagles uh, kickoff. I'm ecstatic to bring into the program Scott Money Myers from Local 98, uh, self-proclaimed South Philly legend and sports prognosticator Supreme. Scott, welcome to the broadcast, my friend. What's up, guys? How you doing? We're doing um, awesome. Uh, well, the question is, how are you doing? And... Well, you know, what are you thinking about tomorrow, buddy? Listen, I'm always doing fantastic. And real quick to touch on what John McNichol was saying about the convention center, Michael Masmichuli is the Belichick of this building. And in that analogy, since we're going to the NFL real quick, uh, Jackie Marvel's the franchise quarterback down here. All right, let's get this down to business, guys. Uh, I was talking to John, and I was talking about tomorrow, and there's a lot of goodies on the board. You got nine home dogs tomorrow, nine home dogs. Yep. And uh, – I'm looking at it like a three-course meal. One o'clock, we got the apps. We got the Steelers plus seven at the Bengals. Everybody's high on the Bengals. You know, they've seen them in the Super Bowl, but I'm going to take the touchdown in Cincinnati. I'm going to take the Browns at the Panthers and a pick them. <clears throat> everybody's on the, you know, with, with the 
the the Panthers. They're going to have a good year. I think the Browns going there and they they get the win and they cover. And I at the four o'clock we got the entrees. You got the entree. You got the Packers on the road giving points to the Vikings. I like the Vikings getting points at home. And with that analogy, the dessert is the night games. You got the eight o'clock box with the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys plus the two and a half. And Monday night, if you're in trouble, take the Seahawks plus the six and a half at home. The dogs will bark all weekend. And 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 I didn't hear. Did you mention the Eagles? Uh, listen, I think the Eagles are going to win the game. My heart's telling me the Eagles, but my head's telling me to take the points for the Detroit Lions. It's this is all business. This isn't personal. But so you can watch right. pull out the game. Yeah, so you've been watching Hard Knocks. I said the same thing. This is not your lot, your grandfather's Lions team, um, but, you know, but obviously we're all psyched here. Johnny Doc, I know we have till we got about three minutes. Uh, you want to jump in here, brother? Yeah, Scott, and uh, I like that Scott has the the money label now has the S in his name. That's he right. Advertises. That means <laughs> so. Now I have to tell you, I I, I forgot Krause wasn't going to be on because yeah. Krause has a great relationship with the Philly Godfather. And the Philly Godfather in the gambling world seems to be the guy who has taken his profession and made it mainstream, especially with all the legalized gambling and all the fan duels and all the casinos and all them things now and DraftKings, et cetera. You know, I mean, you can turn on a money channel and see Philly Godfather talking about how to invest in sports. And, of course, if you've been on that Netflix thing on the referee Donaghy, his crew, the animals, have been all over it. Well, I've been telling Krause that somebody's got it in their group who seems to have a large grip on the industry in this region. They've got to pay attention to Scott Myers because I am telling you, you know, I watch it closely. This guy, okay, he runs, he, he does things in 21-game in segments. I've seen him twice go 18-3. and three. Really? 18-3. Twice. Not once, twice. And, you know, and, John, the value of something like that today, like you said, where there's so much, you know, there's in-game, in-game uh, betting and, and it, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, it's, this is going to a whole new level, man. Well, he documents it, too. He sends it around to everybody. You, you, listen, you could, he could be on his way to work, right? And all his friends, you know, and I, I'm glad I'm one of them. You know, when he always sends messages out, good morning, having my coffee, here's three dogs for today. And he always puts them little eyes on the back that make him. That's how you wake up to a Scott Myers text. And again, you know, they, and some of these guys, especially now they're making all these movies, him and his brother, they, they advertise themselves as the best-looking twins in Local 98. So you can probably <laughs> use them on Netflix, too, you know? So we got about 30 like seconds. We got, it, we, we, we got about 30 seconds left. Uh, Scott, you know, uh, what's, your, what's your almost guarantee for tomorrow? The for tomorrow, if, if you're in a survivor pool, who, who would you pick tomorrow? Listen, I like I like the Browns. Everybody's saying Baker Mayfield, you know, he's going to get – but I think the whole team hated him, and I think they're really going to play hard on the road. And listen, you go to the movies, you, you take your family, you spend $100, but if you guess the ending, you don't get money. If you watch a three-hour football game, you spend that money, you get paid if you guess the ending. That's the way I look at it. It's all for fun, and I like to tell people about it. That's all. Awesome. Well, listen, man, we want to thank you for, for uh, obviously calling in. And, and uh, I know we're going to be doing this a lot this year. We're going to be doing, the, you know, obviously it's a football season. And, 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 and Scott Money Myers is going to be joining us a lot. Johnny Doc, fantastic broadcast. Uh, Delaware Valley, it's Eagles. It's, it's the eve of the Eagles kickoff. Uh, no one's sleeping. We're all buzzed. 
Uh, but a fantastic show. We want to thank, uh, of course, John McNichol for joining us, Mike Bowman, and, of course, Scott Money Myers. Uh, on behalf of John Doherty, on behalf of Joe Krause and our entire labor community, thanks for joining us, everybody. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Hey, it's Rich Zioli.